Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Look, life is dark, life can be miserable, the kids are off school because it's Easter, there's no such thing as Jesus, he's not going to resurrect. Um, so we're here to give you the real, the real light, the real joy. Because once again, I'm Bradley and I'm joined by the Son of God. Let's go to the Son of God, Stu. How you doing, Stu? Well, I was born on Christmas Eve, so I was close to being, you know, the, the resurrection, but... <laughs> Not quite. You're the ginger, you're the ginger stepchild of uh, oh God. Yeah, the family with that right, one. Yeah. The, the unholy ghost or something, I don't know, something like that. But yeah, no, it, Easter is really funny because I, I work today, people were posting Happy Easter and everyone puts like pictures of bunnies and eggs. Like There's not a single person mm. who puts like a picture of the cross or anything, which I thought, yeah, good. <laughs> Ask her, take it for as far away from religion as we possibly can, please. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, if we're going to... Look at make believe feeds, then buddies are fine. <laughs> Easter buddies, obviously. Real I was going to say, but, have I um, been duped all this time and bunnies are a figment of my imagination? That would be quite weird. It's all a conspiracy, oh, no. Joe. The government just want you to believe. God damn it. <laughs> the bunny conspiracy. It's coming back. Yes. Um, and it was going to be the quickest turnaround for us. Talking of conspiracies, did you know there's an industry called video games, I, Joe? I was sort of aware, yeah. And like they, they, the government are trying to control you by making you play these video games. How are they? Yes. So, which mind control games have you been playing? <laughs> well, I wish now I'd been playing whatever. What's that one? Comparatively recently, it's called Conspiracy Something. Or am I just am I going off on a comp- solitaire conspiracy? Ah, yeah, there is that. Yes, solitaire conspiracy. There you go. We we can use which them. has the kind of funny guy whose name I keep forgetting because it's not Jeff Keighley. It's the other fella whose name I keep forgetting, who surprised me with his acting skills. Is it Mike or Matthew or something? No, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Greg. Greg. His name's (laughs) Greg. Greg. I was way off. And it's not Greg Davis. No. It's not Greg Keighley, because that's Jeff Keighley. But yeah, it's Greg. Greg Miller. It's Greg Miller. There you go. Ah, that's where I'm getting the M from. There you go. Two middle-aged men trying to remember names. That's, that's uh, one middle-aged man, thank you very much. Oh, are you not? You're not classing yourself as middle-aged? <laughs> well, no, I'm middle-aged, but I'm not binary. Oh, God, yes, I do apologise. That's really, really... No, that's all good. Yeah. I've done it many times, so don't worry about it. <laughs> T- but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be now a bit more assertive with myself as well. So Good. Well, in that case, two middle-aged morons, I think, is probably the best way of putting it. Oh, that's better, yeah. I could still be a moron. Always have yeah, been, always Exactly. Be. Ditto. So, um, yeah. In a later episode, or uh, later down the road, we'll actually talk a bit more about sort of like gender identity again and where I am with that uh, because we've been having a lot of discussions and stuff. But it's a short episode this week uh, because you've got work based bits, I've got kids around. So, what have you been playing, Stu? Come on, let's get on with this before we go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I've been playing... Of which we know rabbits are Well, we do now, yeah. Honestly, biggest shock of the weekend for me. But yeah, so um, I've been playing a load of bits and pieces. But one thing I've really enjoyed is uh, a Doraemon game on the PC Engine. And yeah, as I've talked about before, I've got a PC Engine D- GT, which is the, the handheld version and came out in 1990 or 91 and is called the Turbo Express in America and it's yeah mine's modded so it's got a really modern screen and the battery lasts forever so it's really good and this Doraemon game is called something like Maikayu Donsetsu or something I don't I can't remember exactly um and but basically it's a it's a maze game and it's actually 
similar in lots of ways to the Batman game on the PC Engine, which I mm. feel sorry for people who bought back in the day. I'm like, oh, the Batman movie's out. Oh, there's a Batman game on my Turbo Graphics or my PC Engine. And then they find out that it's a maze game that's got nothing to do with Batman. It's just skinned as Batman. But same with Doraemon, really. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't know much about it. He's a cute little mascot in Japan. He's like a a children's TV staple. His little cat, he's got like blue fur. Really, really cute. Very much aimed at the younger audience. The game is aimed at the younger audience. And it's similar to loads of these style of maze games where you, you, you go around, you um, have to, to collect a certain amount of items before the door to exit the level is, is available to open. And you're being pursued by enemies around a maze. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty standard. Um, it's fun though and it's I think it's because it's really tightly designed like I really enjoyed the levels they obviously got like a really good level editor together and they made sure that the the core of it was really interesting and there's things like little um springs so you can spring to different sections uh there's like water courses getting in the way there's all sorts of little things chucked in there are really nice and none of it is is earth-shattering by any stretch of the imagination but it's fun um the the only other thing of note really is that you what you do to defeat enemies is you press the action button and it creates like a little hole in the ground in front of you and you can either do that immediately when they're there the enemy and they'll drop into it or you can leave it behind and they'll drop into it if it's still there when they come by that's fine, that's understandable, and you can see them in there, like, what are we going around going, oh, you know, to get out of here? All fine. Leave it long enough, and they'll just manage to escape. The weird bit is, if you go, <laughs> if you fire your action button again over them, it kills them. <laughs> and a little skull flops out of the ground, and then a little cross just to go back to crosses again, a Christian cross with a mound of earth appears over where you've killed them. And it's like, Sweet. I know, it's like, this is a kid's game. And it's just like, yeah, you just, you've murdered them. Here's their corpse, number one. And number two, here's the marker of their death. And you get a bonus for the number of enemies you've actually killed and not just got out of your way at the end of the stage. That's nice, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, yeah, it's games of... Was it nineties? Is that a nineties game? Yeah, I think just about. It might even have been end of the eighties, but yeah, yeah. Is um yeah, it's they're interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dor- how do you pronounce it? I, I always thought it's Doraemon. Yeah, well, I've been saying uh, Doraemon, but it's so- funny because ja- I think in Japanese language they don't emphasise any particular syllable, so it would probably be no. Doraemon or you know. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's a weird character because he's in loads of stuff. Yeah. He's like, he's, the most recently, what is he, the story of seasons, um, farming sim stuff. Oh, right, um, yeah. He's like Dor- Dormund's story of seasons and he's skinned on that. And he's a weird looking thing, like an earless cat. But I didn't realise how popular and how long he's been around in Japan, like since 1969. Is how long he's been around, um, and yeah, it's just it's just really crazy. And I, the, I like I don't I do like some maze games actually. I'm not I, I don't mind them. They're quite fun to play. So I might I might see if I can emulate that one and find that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, 
it should be pretty easy to find. There's a US version called Crater Maze, and I think it's probably reskinned again. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I want I want an earless blue cat if I'm gonna play. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's my ethos in life. <laughs> but it's a perfect um, handheld game as well. You know, it's 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 ideal for sitting on the sofa and playing while the telly's on in the background. So Steam Deck emulation probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think I'll, I'll definitely look at that. I've probably already got it. If I was to actually have a look on my uh, ROMs list, I've probably already got it. I mean, legitimately bought it from Japan in, in 19... Let's have a look, 89. There you go. Trust, I trust you. I know you did it. Yeah, no, I had, to, I had to check my physical copy and see when it was released, and I imported it in 1989. So there you go. Yeah. Well done. Yes, I know. Brilliant. So I'll I'll use my legitimate tools to download that to my PC and and uh, play my backup. Sweet. <laughs> anyway, moving on uh, from earless cats to sea rats. Oh yeah, oh, that's oh, more yeah. like it. Good stuff. Look at that. I know that 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 was seamless. Uh, I've been playing Curse of the Sea Rats, which is out today officially. Um, as of recording, so already out when you're listening to this. I don't know why I do this to myself, Stu. Why? Don't know, really. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I always trip myself at this the ADHD. We know why. Um, <laughs> but what you've got here is a wonderful player cooperative 2D Metroidvania type thing that's also some RPG elements where basically. Um, you're this crew of this uh, this ship, like you're all like your prisoners of this ship, um, and then someone's come along and uh, and like taken an artifact off someone and then stolen their daughter, like of the uh, the captain of this prison ship, um, and turned everyone into rats, um, as you do. Um, so he says to so the the captain like the story goes like goes so yeah if we take you back to to England, then you're going to be put to death for treason or whatever it is, and blah blah blah. But if you go and complete this mission, I will let you all go. So that off you go to do all the stuff. Uh, that's the basic story of it. It's just a reason for rats being pirates, essentially. Uh, but what you've got here is, I, I think, is a really cool Metroidvania 2D platformer with lovely animation, lovely art style, um, with what I consider to be acceptable RPG elements where it's not overly complicated, but it's enough that you, you know, you, you get why you need to do it to get to other areas you couldn't before, etc., etc. Uh, you get a good mix of easy to take down minions um, that you, you'll come across and then some really tough bosses, but that aren't, stupidly tough they've not gone oh yeah let's look at demon souls or dark souls or whatever and do it like that it's they're bosses that you would expect from you know early 2000s mid 90s home ports and stuff not arcade so they're not impossible but they are a challenge um and i'm a few hours into it um and i'm I'm just really enjoying it um i don't know if i'm a furry because i really like and this is Right, I'm not into it like that, but there's something about and, and from a full sized that you can edit that word properly for me if you want. And, and from a full, yeah, human looking anthropomorphized, yeah. yeah, yes, um, human looking animals that really looks cool when it's done right. Um, and yeah, just the the, the art style in the Curse of the Sea Rats, it just looks spot on. Um, it's got a bit of 
I don't want to say, I forgot the name of the film with all the buddies and everything in it. Watership Down. Yeah. It's not like gone full Watership Down, but it's got a slight tinge of that that I, I, I can kind of get in terms of its art style. Yeah. And yeah, it's they've got they've not gone like Disney cartoony or DreamWorks cartoony, but they've not gone too far off the deep end. And yeah, I just really like it. The, the story's interesting enough that I want to keep going. Um, the animation is good, the gameplay's good, the level design is pretty damn good as well. Um, it, okay, it's not the greatest Metroidvania you'll ever play, but if you like Metroidvanias. It's a great stopgap until the next great one comes out. Um, and yeah, hi- highly recommended. Really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, no, I've uh, I, I played a bunch of them, well, as you know, not that long ago. But I thought, yeah, I'll give myself a little bit of a break from them so I don't get burned yeah. out. Um, but I might look into getting this one. There's quite a few, <clears throat> quite a few good ones knocking about at the moment though so it's in quite a competitive market so yeah i'll check it out yeah it yeah i mean what i would say if this came out say five six years ago um or during a non-competitive time then this would have been a standout title but there's been so many good metroidvanias that it's a good metroidvania it's not a standout metroidvania but again it's getting almost hard to make a bad metroidvania so, you know, there's that to it. Um, we've said before, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. This doesn't reinvent the wheel. It just does what it does, does it well. And that, that's all you need sometimes. Yeah, very cool. What's next from you? Well, I've completed, and this will be a no surprise because we've completed it loads of times, Resident Evil. Resident Evil? Yep. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm finished. I'm done. I am out because I've uh, I've platinumed it. I've got all of the achievements, and that's the first time I've done that in a very very long time. And uh, it's partly obviously a testament to how good the game is, but also partly to do with the fact that the achievements are by and large really good as well. I mean, a couple of them are a little bit pointless, but um, most of them are really good. So, like in brief, the the interesting things and the sort of downside things the interesting ones um doing it the, the most interesting way of playing it was the real survivor mode where the chests aren't linked there's no auto aim it's like a real proper professional mode like really really tough um it's you can't change the difficulty it's set at like very hard basically um in terms of how many shots uh the creatures take and how much ammo is available so it's really, really difficult, and it's a long, longer game, a longer playthrough because you have to like keep going back and forth to drop stuff off all the time into the into the chests and pick them up. Really, really good. Changes your playstyle completely. Great. Um, doing it in under three hours—that's a good one because that's a speedrun type thing where you slim it right down and you only do the absolute mm-hmm. necessary things and you kill as few things as possible. Um, you can do that at any difficulty level. That's a good one. Uh, invisible enemies. I really hated that. I hated it. It was totally pointless. It's like you just have. It's a masochist kind of thing, really. It's just like if you want to make the game ludicrously uh, awkward and unfun for yourself, I wouldn't say hard because you can put it on very easy, which I did because I just wanted to get the achievement. Um, 
put it on very easy you'll get hit by everything because yeah there are reflections that you can see some of the enemies in and things like that but yeah no really really difficult to avoid and therefore makes it just awkward and a pain in the ass. um and then there were the most annoying was called every nook and cranny which is visit every area on the map which sounds easy but that is actually completely wrong what it is is you have to collect everything from every area on the map which is a right nightmare so not only have you got to go into every single room but you've got to pick up every piece of crap that you don't want including like maps and yeah all sorts so that was a bit tedious as well but it's done um but overall yeah it was great there's like achievements for like saving all of the stars members saving them with the different characters you can play as collecting all the different costumes you know uh, all good fun and just a brilliant game and yeah put about 65 hours into all that and it was all worth it so with regards to your speed run yes uh what was your speed run? Did you did you actually look at an actual like official speed run category and try and go for it, or was it just? I just stole the speed run techniques. Um, I got it was uh, my time was only about two hours fifty, and the achievement for the the fastest so that you unlock the infinite rocket launcher is three hours. So it was only just under. But yeah, funnily enough, that was one of my earliest playthroughs. If I did it now, I could probably get it down to about an hour and a half or something like that. I reckon. But well, if you could get it down to an hour and a half, you would get yourself into the top 100 in the world. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, there's a challenge for you. You said you were done. <laughs> I might, but not now. I'm burnt out. I couldn't. If I did any more, I'd start getting sick of it. No, I know. I know. I know. But well, good point. Just, you know, I'm just throwing yeah, it out yeah. there. Good point. Any percentage with Jill. Vanilla, so not even using a door skit on a new game, is the top score is one hour sixteen minutes. Jesus. And hundredth hundredth would get you one hour thirty four twenty six. That is insanely fast. Now one hour thirty four like one hour thirty, me guesstimating, that's with door skips, because I immediately put door skips in. Because door skips accounts for about thirty minutes over the full playthrough. Yeah. So they're really doing it if they had door skip in about 50 minutes maybe less than that so 40 yeah, minutes so faster the, than the, i could do it i think yeah the top score for door skip is 51 minutes 52 seconds Shit. oh my god um, and to get on the leaderboard 112 which is the last place on the leaderboard is one hour 31 and 40 right i could uh, yeah I, I could squeeze into the top 100 i reckon but only because when you get down to like oh, yes. 90 plus, it's just like any old chump who's had a go on it, like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. So a few, a few challenges. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna set myself a Resident Evil challenge. Uh, I've only ever completed two Resident Evils. Properly. Oh, all right. Um, that is the first Resident Evil because at the time when you only had about two games on the PlayStation at, at home at any one time, and Resident Evil Two. Uh, because I love Resident Evil 1, I then reach Resident Evil 2. Um, so I'm going to set myself to go from Resident Evil 0 all the way through all the mainline games, even though Resident Evil 0 is not a mainline game, but I'm going to count it, all the way through to Village. Wow. Um, I'm going to set myself a bit of a challenge, just on easy mode, um, on the easiest possible mode, because, 
you know, why not? Um, and I'm going to try and get through all of them over the next two years. Wow. Okie dokie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say Resident Evil Zero is... It, it's it's a, it's a bit of a... Mm, not many people like it. <laughs> not many people like it, and partly because it's really tough. It's very, very, very difficult. And or, again, awkward. I might skip Resident Evil Zero if I would start with Resident Evil. I would recommend doing that, and I would come to Resident Evil Zero if you want to. And when you do play it, I would recommend like either downloading a save file or paying for the DLC to give you like the best weapons so that you can use Fair enough. Cruise. well not cruise but you know make it a lot easier yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah no, that's that's my play because I, I there are series i do enjoy um and then i'm gonna try and do the same if i can emulated silent hill as well nice uh one through to f- at least three yeah um the three mainline ones, but possibly because there are some, there are some cracking Silent Hill games that don't get the respect they deserve. So we'll see. But anyway, cool. good. I'm glad you're done with Resident Evil. So what's? I'm gonna do my games, but are you moving on to like Resident Evil Two next, or are you just moving away from Resi? Uh I will leave it for a while because I've played all the traditional. St- well, yeah, all the traditional styled ones I want to at the moment. But there's the the one that you mentioned coming out. Um, there's can't remember the name of it now. Uh, and a couple of other ones that are copying the style, so I'll jump back in when yes. the new ones come out and play those. Cool, 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 cool. Right, moving on. Formula Retro Racing World Tour, uh-huh. which I think is a sequel to Formula Retro Racing. I don't know. They've they've uh, been. But... Oh, go on, you go on. It's yeah, I don't know what it is uh, because you can still buy Formula Retro Racing. Uh, so, whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. It's bland. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. The virtual racing um, style is, is lovely to look at. I love the visuals of it. The like the, the low poly cow, um flat textures, I think, works really, really well. Um, and I remember it being an amazing game when it first came out. Uh, uh, virtual racing, that is. Um but we've played that recently. That that feels bland, <clears throat> and it's been surpassed in every way. Um, this had a chance to really make something that was inspired by it, but could have just been, you know, all the modern touches that racing games need to make it an over-the-top experience. Instead, it just feels bland and unexciting, um, yeah. which is a shame because this should be brilliant, but I just can't. Just can't get on with it at all, um, and I love I love these sort of things usually. Um, but yeah, this is just I don't know. You know, it, they describe it as a retro racer updated for the modern age. Um, I'd like to know what modern age they've updated it for because it's certainly not this one. Yeah. Um, there's a Pico Eight version of Virtual Racing that you can play. Um, and that's better than this. <laughs> yeah, I I played the original one for for review for the site, and um, yeah. I found that bland. And I, yeah, I, the controls are fine, but there's a reason why Sega put like like put them out with like three courses. It's because, well, yeah, partly because they're cheap and, <laughs> and like yeah, developing courses is expensive. But that's the point. The, the courses are like so tightly designed 
they they look great well for the era and not only do they look great they're really beautifully designed and you enjoy playing them and replaying them and the same with Ridge Racer and the same with Daytona and all of those games uh, these they don't have any of that joie de vivre they don't have any of that excitement they don't have any trackside detail that really catches your eye they all look the same as you're going along apart from you know obviously there's some like main differences like you're in the city or you're yeah. in the country but there's nothing there's no design intelligence in there that makes it look beautiful or eye catching and also on top of that the courses uh, they don't have any unique or fascinating design in the way that they they work and the way that they look and um, that sounds like I'm throwing a massive amount of shade but it, in a way I'm, I am and in a way I'm not in a way it's deserved yeah. you know they need to spend more time thinking about that and not just go oh we've built this engine now we get the track editor and make some playable courses no 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 you've got to start from thinking you know these have got to be you know, pretty much perfect um, secondly have fewer of them and just spend more time working them up um, and to answer your original question I think this is more like an expansion pack I think it's got everything the original game mm. had plus a load of extra stuff so it's more like a championship edition rather than a sequel uh, and as the first game wasn't that amazing I, I'd say a hard pass for this one yeah no it's it's yeah it's just it's missing something uh, I think you've nailed what it is missing and um, the reason Virtua Racing and worked at the time was because one it was you no one had seen anything like it before it was like oh my god this is you know I remember thinking this was like the best graphics we're ever going to get yeah me too um, and it's in an arcade it was an arcade game so you said there was like maybe three tracks total on Virtua Racing the original yeah, one uh, which had each been designed within an inch of their lives um and designed that, look, you're going to be done. The steering wheel adds to it, you know, having the steering wheel with the pedals and some sit-down cabinet, some were stand-up, some were sit-down. Um, so you had that side of it. It had a hook for it. And then you put 50p in or whatever, um, played it. You might have played it again and again again while you was there. But you was never playing it with the intention of, I want to rinse this for all it's worth again. I'm going to complete everything and 100% it or whatever. So you forgave any of the foibles it might have had and it could mask any of those. When you've then got it on your PC or your console at home, you can't mask that. Um, and I think I would rather have seen them take this and go, right, we're not going to do what Virtua Racing is. We're not just going to make an homage. We're actually going to take that graphic style, which is really good, but let's actually put a realistic racing engine on it. Um, and, you know, make it more of an homage to not only virtual racing, but something like Automobilista. No, Automodelista. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was that cartoon-inspired or cel-shaded-inspired racing game. Um, those kind of visuals as well. And make something, you know, I'd love to see something that's really sort of like low-poly, but with really realistic racing mecha mechanics in it. I think that would be really cool and different enough that you would then forgive some of the bits that are wrong with it because it's trying something different. Whereas we've seen these before and we've seen these done better before as well. And inherently, there's nothing wrong with it if you've never played something else yeah. in this genre. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have, many people have, it's just, it's, it's, it's not great. And I, I don't, I you know what I'm like, sure, I don't like, dumping on these sort of games uh but it's yeah it's not good no. and you know me I, I anything that has retro in the title immediately kind of puts me off 
it's like yeah you shouldn't be you can be inspired by and you can be you know driving things forward using those techniques but to go oh i'm going to make a nostalgia baiting exercise um you've really got to bring your a game if you're going to do that and this definitely is not that and like to nicely segue into my next one it's just really a a quick rundown um ballistic ng which is the one that's like strongly inspired by wipeout and how to do an inspiration um, right well you see i i have thoughts um (laughs) it's good baseline in it it's good but Again, it shows off the genius of the original tracks that Signosis made, and uh, you know, dead Sony Studio, Studio, Studio Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah, yeah. Um, because they've got the they got the handling perfect, pretty much. Uh, they got the graphics engine perfect. Ship des- ship designs great. Uh, tracks and trackside detail good, but never better than good. Not on the ones that I've played, and I've played all the ones that are in the yeah. stock uh, release, um, which is, you know, a bit disappointing. It doesn't stop it being a good game because you can play it, you flow around the track, you learn the corners, excellent. But there's nothing in it that's that's great. And you know, as I say, what brought that to the table in those games in the originals was both the trackside detail so making you feel like you're in a different world a new world a future world and this is like an homage to that so you get the same sort of stuff and also you know the the courses themselves the undulations and they're not really there they don't that there was so so much clever design in obscuring things that you couldn't see uh well that's yeah tautology but <laughs> obscuring things so that it made it difficult or obscuring things to make you feel the sense of scale like you were surmounting a hill or a really deep drop to make you feel like you were really plunging down and then a sharp turn where you couldn't see the end of the corner and and then things like really really going somewhere like having segments of track that were just floating separately they didn't form one contiguous kind of circuit absolute genius and there's nothing like that so yeah good uh, but not great could i say i'm gonna say four letters to you. <laughs> c-u-n <laughs> no 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 m-o-d-s yes yes um this is a game where this is why i say this is how you do it they basically made a almost what I would consider an open source wipeout clone. Um, and basically went to the community, right, look, here's the base. We've given you all the tools. Turn it into what you want. Um, now, if this was a big AAA release, I would go, you can't do that. That's not on. But this is, a, I think, a passion project. Um, and you can pretty much get wipeout from this um, when, you de- de- when you dig into the, um, the Steam Workshop. Uh, there's clear recreations of the actual Wipeout tracks. Um, I mean, it's got a port remake option in there as well for ships and tracks and stuff like that. Uh, like, it's got Megamall from Wipeout 3, for example, has been remade in this. Yeah. Um, and all, like a lot of the ships from all the various different Wipeouts are in there. Um, and when you start playing with those, you've got Wipeout on a PC. Um, but yeah, the base game um, and the vanilla version 
is great, but lacks a lot. It's only when you go into the Steam Workshop that it takes a whole new life upon yeah. itself. Um, and I would recommend doing that. Uh, the question is, are there are there community-created tracks that are as good, uh, that are brand new, but as good as the originals? Or at least somewhere close to? I would argue... See, this is the thing. Could Sony make original tracks for you wipe out that were as good as the originals? Are there any that are in in the same ballpark in terms of quality? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Good. Good. Well, then I will uh, get yeah. them, yeah. Th- th- there are. I mean, again, yeah, it's... It's very hard to improve on what the original wipeouts were. Um, I've been playing a bit of pure on um, on. Um, yeah, I've been playing it on my Vita rather than on the Steam Deck, um, so it's kind of native but emulated. See, anyway, I'm going down. I don't need to. Um, and even that's got some really iconic tracks and, and, and things like that. Um, and yeah, there's some really really good tracks that hold up to it. That again, clearly just aren't quite as good as the originals because they are as close to perfection in track design as you will ever get. Uh, but super enjoyable tracks can be got from this. Uh, all I do now hope, you know, with Sony releasing stuff on PC, do you reckon they could do the Wipeout sure. collection on PC and Steam Deck? <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, I think it's it's quite likely if they decide to remaster the Wipeout Amiga collection for the PSVR 2, um, in which case you might get a port of that over to the over to the PC. But I think that's probably the only thing. I really hope so, because I love... I'm rubbish at Wipeout. Honestly, I suck balls at Wipeout. Um, But I love Wipeout. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I've never been good at Wipeout. I don't care that I'm not good at Wipeout. And that's the the thing, right? So, just to compare this with Formula Retro Racing very quickly before I move on to my final one. Formula Retro Racing, I was winning races quite easily in the end. It took me a couple of goes to get used to the mechanics and stuff, and then I was winning races, and that was boring as hell. This, I, I very rarely win on Wipeout. I very rarely won on Ballistic NG, and I love them. I just, it's just so enjoyable. It doesn't matter if you lose. It's just the, the thrill of being in there, and... I think I said to you, outside of Resident Evil 7, it's the best VR experience I've ever had. Was being in a cockpit in Wipeout in VR. Yep. Yep. And as I, yeah, um, as I said in so, the past, yeah. <coughs> I didn't really... Well, I was, you know, I'm, I'm considering myself pretty damn good at Wipeout anyway, but in VR, I, I managed to, like, do everything, you know, even, even the hardest achievements and... It was just amazing. It's just incredible. It's one of the best games ever made, the Wipeout Collection, the Amiga Collection in, in VR. It's just stunning. Yeah. Um, also, with Ballistic NG, there is VR-friendly ships as well, so you can play it in VR. Yeah, well. so I see. Yeah, I must give that a go when I get a chance. Uh, but yeah, it's it's mods. I, I Usually, I don't like the idea of mods fixing a game, but when I think the game's been built around that, to a degree, then I'm all for it. Uh, I think from the very get-go, they went, look, here's the base. This is what you can do. Off you go. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. All right, then what's your last one? Uh, well, lastly, I'm really good at these this week. Lastly, it's The Last Worker, yeah. which came out at the end of March. Um, and it's a first-person narrative adventure game um, that has a political undertone to it so it's, it's doing politics um we know you've got to keep politics out of my games <laughs> out my game 
he, I can't even do the American accent. There we go. Well, I don't even know what's going on. Um, <laughs> the Southern American sort of, yeah. Anyway, um, and you play basically as the last human worker in an ever-increasingly automated world. Um, so most of the jobs that are done are done by automizer, uh, auto, automation, but you are the last human worker there. And basically the idea of the game is you've got to go through doing your jobs and stuff like that, but then it's kind of got this half-life style portal style crap goes down and you kind of break out from the system kind of thing um and you get this choice of do you want to be on the side of capitalism or do you want to be on the side of um activism activism not activision by the way no one wants to be on the side of activision um and yes, uh, it's all right. Um, there's a theme to my games this week. Ah, it uh, it's it, it's oh, Curse of the Sea Rats was really good, but yeah, it's all right. Uh, it's designed to be oppressive, um, which is, and it does that really, really well in a good way. Um, and some of the repetitiveness that you have to do on your jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. The idea is to make those as tedious as possible. So, you know, there's a reason to break out. and This is what it's like being the last actual human worker, blah, blah, blah. But it kind of hangs on those a bit too long. Um, I kind of want to get into the bulk of the story quicker. So this is where, again, we talk about where some games are absolutely brilliant at what they do. So Half-Life and Half-Life 2 um, do a thing where you go through what would supposedly be an everyday thing, um, and it takes you through on rails, um, and then it goes, ah, oh, now the thing's happened. Um, and you get released, and it times it almost perfectly in those games. This doesn't. This kind of hangs around on the monotony a bit too long, um, by the time I've got to the moments in the game, I'm kind of like, yeah, right, but could have done this earlier. Um, yeah. I'm kind of a little bit now, whatever. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's all I can say about it. It's all right. Um, it's visually, it looks pretty decent. Um, and I'm enjoying it. But I'm in no desperation. Put it this way, I had to go back and play it um, for a couple of hours just to make sure I was up to date with everything that I wanted to say in terms of this podcast. Um, I'm not playing it because I want to play it. Uh, but I'm not absolutely hating my time with it. So it's again, it's another one. It's just lacking something. Yeah. Um, what I will say, what I will say, the voice acting in it is really good. Um, yeah. so it's got a good cast to it. So you've got, um, like Zelda Williams is in it. Um, Jason Isaacs, um, Oliver, Davy Olofsson's in it. Um, David Hewlett's in it. So you've got a really good, like, cast in yeah. there, um, who do a really, really good job. Um, and that, that helps. The atmosphere in it is, um, is really, really, really good. But it's just, it's just lacking. It's, it's, it's half-life. <clears throat> it. Or portal without the personality in the gameplay, if anything, which is a shame. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That's actually been on my list, that one, because it's VR enabled and 
I, I quite yeah. fancy playing it in VR, but I'll wait till it's cheap before I give it a go. Mm. I wonder, do you do you think it would be better in, in an immersive experience in VR, or would that just emphasise that it's a little bit possibly yeah, mundane? Possibly. Uh, right. So the the reason that it's that the mundaneness and the uh, the moments don't work for me is they're almost at odds with each other. If this had gone for here's hours and hours and hours of just you just doing absolutely mundane jobs and that's the game for I say I mean go ridiculous with it say six hours of gameplay it's just you taking boxes between different areas for example and that's all you could do for six hours right now your, your colours to the master really make people feel like crap playing this game and then you had the moment then where you break out from it. That would have gone, that's something. You've tried to do something different. You've tried to do something to really show what's what. But the balance isn't there. The actual mundane job stuff. Do you know like when you've done the uh, the uh, forklift driving in Shenmue? I do, yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed that, right? Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed that. And I would have happily done that if they had said, oh, you could spend weeks and weeks and weeks in game doing this if you really wanted to i'd have gladly done it I, there's something i like about doing mundane tasks in a, in a video game it's like my like power wash simulator lawnmower simulator stuff like that they're mundane tasks but they're great to do for hours on end if it had done that and gone right we are gonna make you as oppressed as hell in this game before opening up brilliant but it doesn't do it long enough but it does it too long for the moments, it changes. And that's the big problem. It doesn't get that balance right. Yeah, sounds like it. Oh, well. They gave it a go. <sighs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's not a bad yeah. game. It's a good game with a bit of an imbalance. And that's the shame. Yeah, yeah fair enough. But yeah, no, that, that's really it for me this week. There's loads of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, but it'll drag on and we've got to stop now. So... Um, I'm going to shut up now, Stu, and let you do your thing. <laughs> I'm not doing my thing. I wait till I've stopped the uh, the podcast before I do that. But um, yeah, no, it, it, I've been playing quite a lot this week because I, I kind of came to the end of, of some games all at the same time, in a weird way, like completed them at the same time and was also playing a bit more. So I've been playing more Hi-Fi Rush, which is excellent, really enjoying that. I completed Nuclear Blaze, which is also fantastic. Talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, highly recommend that game. That's a cracker. And yeah, probably the best I've played this year. And um, finally, I played Robocop, the arcade game, which is just ridiculous. Uh, it's just stupid, but looks amazing. Um, such a good looking game. And I really like the mechanics. It's just only the difficulty level, which is typical Data East arcade game. Totally unbalanced. But um, it, it's worth looking at just for the, the graphics nothing else <laughs> really and yeah that's it from from me games wise and that's it for the week so as usual follow us on all the socials check out all of our content join us on discord if you want to chat and have a good easter weekend which as we know there are actual bunnies but there is no easter bunny apparently i've only just found out this week stay safe and stay sane